All right, welcome back, Red Spotters. Another show here on the Red Spotlight Podcast. Boy, can you tell how tired I am. I'm your host today, Alexis, so joined by David Francisco as per usual. And this time, the lovely Miss Alexis Moreno has blessed us with her presence. Today, here on this wonderful show where we talk about all the latest stuff coming out in the world of movies. Well, it's funny of that. I don't seem to think of many new movies that are coming out around this time but thankfully tv is um bringing up the slack here with a big new show in house of the dragons or i guess in some if you look at the title sequence called game of thrones colon house of the dragon i don't know i'll just call it house of the dragon (laughs) the new series in the game of thrones franchise of course if you listen to our podcast last week david and i briefly talked about the show at that point i had not seen any of it David, I think, saw the first episode, and since that time, uh, now we have two entire episodes, two of ten. Um, Earth to Disney Plus, that's how you do streaming television seasons, at least ten episodes. Anyway, uh, ten total episodes, and so we've had two, and we're going to talk about that (laughs) here today on Red Spotlight number 413. Uh, A couple of things at the top, of course, to mention. Uh, A couple of big movies have seemingly already hit streaming. Well, I should clarify, digital. Uh, not, Not so much as if they're available on streaming services, but they're now available to purchase or rent on digital. And two of the biggest films this year, and in my opinion, two of the best films this year, uh, Top Gun Maverick and Jordan Peele's Nope, are seemingly already hitting the digital shelves. And people are buying it and renting it and loving them all over again. As a matter of fact, I think a few weeks back, Top Gun Maverick, or the the, the studio had a little like promotion where if you went to go see it, um, they handed out a nice little poster. Evidently, Kyle's family went to the theater to go see a movie. It wasn't Top Gun, but they ended up being handed a Top Gun poster. The movie they went to go see was Minions. The Rise of Gru. Oh, that's the poster. Exactly. David is holding up the wonderful poster by Top the for Top Gun Maverick. It is pretty. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Uh, I love the, the color palette um, yeah. for the poster. So, and, of course, Kyle really, really liked that movie. I think we all, we all really enjoyed that film. Uh, surprisingly so. It's one of the few examples where we can say we did not care at all for the original, and yet the sequel really rocks. <laughs> so, there is that. I will be picking it up on Blu-ray. I th- I saw that it comes out in November, uh, which is really I know that's, that, that, that's old school release schedules of like releasing the Blu-rays. The digital is out now, but the disc I think is out in November, from what I saw, which is a really long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, either of you either of you saw Nope uh, by Jordan Peele, but that is obviously Nope. Some of you were saying right now, shaking your head. Um, that is a really fun movie to like pick apart and dissect mm-hmm. and like all the little things that are in there, which is nice. Um, and of course, properly unsettling and horrifying in every way imaginable. So that's great. Um, maybe the best horror film of the year. Uh, although there, we had some good horror with men earlier this year. I'm not sure if you two saw that one. That was. I wanted dis- to see it. It's disgusting. I honestly <laughs> have not the movies. I mean, I don't usually go as much as you guys, but. I feel like I've missed so many that I really, mm-hmm. really wanted to see. Like, I really wanted to see uh, the Elvis movie, the 
Um, oh, yes. Bullet Train movie. I really uh-huh. wanted to see that one. Right. Um, nope. I just, I missed so many. Yeah. I know. We all have, like, busy lives to lead. And to me, it's like, I don't <laughs> like missing movies like those, especially the ones that I know I'm interested in, because it only makes the end of the year grind that much harder. Because when the end of the year happens from October to December... It feels like all the movies come out, yeah. <laughs> like theaters and streaming and other or VOD, what have you. And it's mm-hmm. like it's not just the regular releases. Like we have the big Avatar film or the um, it used to be a Shazam. Now it's not going to be there anymore. But then that obviously is Oscar season. So we have a lot of, you know, uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio will be out around that time. The new Steven Spielberg movie will be out around that time. There's so many others that will be there. So does it um. Is it this year that it comes out? The mystery one? I forgot the name. The Bond guy is in it. Which oh, Bond guy? Glass Onion or something like that? I can't remember. No. Oh, you mean Daniel Craig? Yeah. The sequel to Knives Out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah. Glass Onion is coming out uh, Christmas, isn't it? They said Christmas, December oh, 23rd. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I know. I, I, do you remember I, when that movie came out? And yes, I do. the other one came out? Man, that was a good... Knives Out and Jojo Ooh. Rabbit, uh, I think, came out around the, uh, around the exact same time. Oh, I love those movies. But Knives Out particularly, that, that that's one of the most... To me, you can go no wrong seeing that movie any time of the day. Like, that's just a pure pleasure entertainment standpoint. It's so much fun, and it is, I think, to this day, the perfect Thanksgiving movie. So, I like to watch that movie around Thanksgiving time. Uh, and, of course, we'll have the new one around Christmas time, so that's great. Maybe the following year, uh, Halloween one will come out. That way, it'll trifecta. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And Lord knows we need a good Halloween movie. We'll see, because we, yeah, we have two supposed big Halloween films in the form of Halloween Ends, which I don't expect great things from. And then on the streaming side of things, we have Hocus Pocus 2, which who the fuck knows how that's going to turn out. <laughs> so, I mean, fingers crossed. I, uh, honestly, like, if it's goofy, if it's as goofy as the first one. Sure. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. At least if it's stupid in an endearing way, I can roll with it, you yeah. know? I mean, I rolled with um, Chip and Dale. I rolled with Cruella. Those were very entertaining. So if it's in that, like, area, I'll be good. As long mm-hmm. as we don't we don't reach like crap like Home Alone or uh God just some bad I mean the Disney Plus Home Alone not the yeah. obviously classic Home Alone movie <laughs> just to clarify about that um so yeah there's a lot of stuff coming out um as always right and right now there's a Game of Thrones show there is an upcoming Lord of the Rings show which. For those longtime listeners, no, we hardly ever talk about Lord of the Rings. Uh, we don't really do Lord of the Rings. Um, I've seen all the films, but I can't tell you a thing that happened in those movies. And I feel so embarrassed I like about the that. But movies, but I truly don't know what happens. I, I don't know. I, I can't even try it with it. So, I mean, I, I assume that this new show is supposed to be like almost completely like removed. From the story of those films? Or am I wrong completely there, David? Do you know more information about that than um, I do? I don't know, it's honestly. It's the same I, thing as like Game of Thrones, where it takes hundreds of years in the past. Okay. And all, that, so. all right. So we're, yeah, we're avoiding the main timeline mm-hmm. going well into the past. Okay. Great. I, I, 
I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I mean, by the title, because it, it has something obviously like has to do with rings. So mm-hmm. is it like the rings of power? Where they get the rings? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what <laughs> don't the story know. is at all. It's just, I just, that's all I know is that it takes place hundreds of years before. <laughs> Was it yeah. more than one ring? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right now on Red Spotlight, as you've been noticing these last few weeks, we've been covering at least the shows that uh, we've been uh, watching or at least following, which would be uh, now House of the Dragon and She-Hulk. And I expect that Andor will become part of that regular rotation because that is one that – look, when it was first announced, I think all of us were of the mind that we're happy that Diego Luna gets work. And mm-hmm. we're happy that he, you know, for whatever reason is – you know, a beloved presence in this universe. But all the same, when it was announced, we were like, really? Yeah. Okay. And then the trailer comes out and then you read a lot of the interviews and you know that Tony Gilroy is a filmmaker. And when you read a lot of those quotes that I shared with you guys in the chat, all of a sudden you're kind of instilled with this newfound confidence in what this show could bring forth. And the trailer speaks for itself. That thing looked like a movie. And a lot of the other Disney Plus Star Wars shows particularly have not looked as good. <laughs> and um, Filoni and Favreau are not involved, right? No, they didn't go anywhere near this show with a 10-foot pole, and damn does it show. Hmm. And I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I'm happy about that. And You again, know what? You they bamboozled me so hard. Because I thought that they had announced a second season for Obi-Wan, and it was just a fucking trailer for, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. When was this? When when it came out. It was, like, last week or something. And I got so excited. And then I was like, are you kidding me? This is Hey, stupid. we've all been there. We've all, like, seen things that, like... Oh, did they do this? And then, of course, it wasn't. We all get, like... We all get had one way or the other when it comes to, like, you know, surfing... Film Twitter and all that crap. We all get so confused. I remember years back, I think there was like a April Fool's Disney post where they announced that uh, they were going to retheme Sleeping Beauty Castle into the fro- the castle from Arendelle uh, <laughs> from the Frozen films. Yeah, and so, that's great. Have you been right. hearing? I, I I honestly I don't know what's going on with that, but a lot of people are saying that they're gonna get rid of the castle. Like I don't know where that came from. What castle? The, the castle? Yeah. <laughs> the castle? <laughs> yeah. Like, to me, I'm there's like, like several what? castles, but there's one the castle. The, the one that started it all. Thank you for reminding me. The D23 convention is technically nigh upon us. Like in two yeah. weeks time, if less than that. And no, I thought it was this It's this weekend. No, it's next weekend, I think. Uh, no, no, it's, it's this not this weekend. weekend. It's the next one. No, because remember really? we were looking for hotels and I said, maybe not near that area because it's Oh, yeah, you're right. You did say, no, it's next weekend. No. I mean, let me tell you something. I, I thank God it's not. <laughs> I don't think we would have been very welcomed into the area considering the people who would have, can, all the Florida people coming in? No, thank yeah. you. So we'll, we'll get out of that way. I'm kind of um, sad. It's the first time I'm not going since 2013. That's yeah, a lot of that's, years. That's a lot of years. But at the same time, here's the thing. Unlike all those other years, there is a different um, a person at the top of the castle, shall we say? And look, with Disney, there's I think, think for show his face. I think he'll be there for the Disney Legends ceremony as they usually have, and then he'll probably walk off because 
they're supposed to do it, but anyway. I mean, to be fair to Bob Chapik, he's been looking a lot better these days compared to David Zaslav, which is the new head honcho for Warner Brothers Discovery. So he great timing on his part. Anyway, I really um I don't I don't ex- I don't know what to expect. I, honestly, of like as far as their film division, like their Walt Disney live action studios uh, unit, I don't know what to expect, but they always have really exciting and interesting announcements when it comes to animation. Yeah. Particularly Walt Disney and Pixar animation. So that's what I'm, I'm excited for. There may, uh, Percy Jackson might get a little bit more of a look into, uh, oh. since it's a big Disney Plus thing, obviously. So <laughs> David obviously would love huh? that. <laughs> dude, I, dude, seriously, when I, when I saw that, like, Rick Riding is going to be there, I was like, fuck, the one Damn. time. <laughs> The one time you guys don't go, and it's this time. Uh, so I'm curious to see what else is announced for Disney Plus, particularly. Um, I'm sure because it wasn't at all touched on in Kevin Feige's presentation at Hall H and Comic Con. He will probably announce new Marvel shows for Disney Plus, probably coming in at Phase Six, I think. So we should see that. Maybe a couple of new Star Wars Disney Plus shows will be announced. So that's what I expect. Um, as far as the parks, the amusement parks, the theme parks are concerned, I think all bets are off in terms of like, well, maybe that, that's the wrong way of saying it. I would think expectations should be managed severely, considering how many <laughs> projects have been canceled since the last D23. R.I.P. Mary Poppins, last which should they, have had. Oh, my God. La- last D23, like most... More than 50% of the stuff that they announced is, I mean, granted, there was a pandemic in between and all that. And a change in leadership. Yes. Um, but, like, more than 50% of the stuff that was announced is where? <laughs> Dead in the water. Dead in the water. Uh, never to be seen from again. Um, canceled. I mean, particularly the one that's the most, of, one of the most offensive ones, including, of course, I just mentioned... Which one? Lizzie McGuire. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Lizzie, Mag- Lizzie McGuire. Like, that's the one that's like, really? Um, like, what, okay, so last D23 was, um, was it 2019? Yeah, it was the year that... Disney, Disney Plus was- wasn't even a thing no. yet. Wow. It was the Damn. year that it was going to come out. Oh, uh, since I believe they announced it then, or maybe it was in 2020, but... I expect to see more from the animated series, like Tiana and Moana. <gasps> you right? right? Oh, so. and then there's another one that's I think in Wakanda or something. There was like a that? Wakanda animated series yeah. that was a- announced at a Disney event, but we've not heard about it since <clears throat> then. <laughs> so again, things change drastically. But as far as, like, what they could do, I I don't know. I mean, I would hope to be surprised. Oh, I guess we'll get more into – what was that movie that they announced recently? Um, they recently got the Hawkeye directors to do something. Do you remember what it was? I, I, um, I, it was a movie based on an uh, on a attraction. Oh, yes. Haunted Mansion. Isn't Haunted Mansion happening? Haunted no, Mansion I... is happening. But it's not those Big people. Thunder. They're doing something else. Big Thunder. Thunder. Okay, so okay, so the, from what I I also heard they were going to do rumors, a Space Mountain movie. 
So that could be a big theme that day where they like, okay, we're going to yeah. go full force with these like theme park ride movies and see where that gets us. Mm-hmm. I Which still could think be that interesting. they should have done um, The Rock and Emily Blunt. They should have continued that series. That would have been really cool. I, It did really well. I don't it know did. why they wouldn't pursue a sequel. They and, and those two did were really well. On, uh, they worked really well for me on screen together. Anyways, um, I would be up for a sequel. Why not? The first one was actually one of the few that ended up being good. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. like entertaining. Um, I don't, oh, Cruella two, right? Wasn't that announced oh, somewhere? It's gonna be a musical. Is it? Or it might be. That's what they're saying. Really? And that okay. Taylor Swift wants to somehow be involved. This thing just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> Listen, honestly, I think it might work. I would be down. I you know, really like it, the first one. Make it all the more perfect. Schedule or or uh, schedule the release date for Cruella two uh, next to Joker two. We'll have a musical <laughs> face off. That would be amazing. And watch Cruella wins. <laughs> I mean, I uh, well, Cruella, I think, has a really devoted fan base, at least the film. But I feel like you slap a movie with the name Joker, people are going to just go, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. even if it is a musical. That's but it true. is curious to see how, like, that's received, because, like, it's such a weird direction to it, take yeah. a Joker sequel. <laughs> so... It's a crazy time. Um, it feels like at the same time, anything can happen, but we also have to be like of the mind, well, remember who are the people who are leading these like companies now? We have Bob Chapek and we got David Zaslav. And so we can only get our hopes, you know, up so high. I, um, oh my God, I freaking hope we see more of that Avengers ride. We've gotten absolutely nothing. So I feel that I got this. From Fresh Baked, which is like, I feel like they have a lot of, they're grounded in with a lot of these rumors. Now, I I think, number one, it's been delayed because money. Mm-hmm. And number two, <clears throat> at least that's the reasoning that was provided in this rumor, which of course we can only trust those so much. But, uh, it seems the technology for this ride system isn't there yet for this ride. Interesting. Meaning, meaning, because it was supposed to be Flight of Passage-esque, the technology, so there could be, that suggests that they're not doing that anymore and they're going for something more ambitious than Flight of Passage okay. uh, technology. If that's the case, okay. But still, even if they do <laughs> announce it, when's it going to open? 2035? By the way, it's been over two years since they announced uh, the the Splash Mountain makeover. When's that opening? Mm. (laughs) Are we done his artwork? They've got it. They haven't even closed it. By the end of this year? I mean, it should, shouldn't it? You would think if we closed, I don't know. No, they announced it. Okay, maybe it will then. I mean, I was just there a few weeks ago and I went on Splash Mountain. I didn't see Tiana, I didn't see Facilier. I was expecting a lot of that music. It was like, oh, these people are still here. Uh, you know, Brayer Rabbit and Brayer Fox and all these people. I thought they moved out. That didn't happen at all. Uh, by the way, I should take this time to mention, since we're, you know, circling the parks here. Again, this is why I say keep your expectations in check. Because one of the big rumors, and it's really funny. Because it shows you 
on some level how much faith some of these executives had in the Lightyear movie doing well, which, by the way, where has that movie been? Notice how it came out and people just forgot that it was even a thing. Yeah. I mean, you see the movie and you know why, but like, think about this. Those executives saw that film and they thought, man, we could use this not only to re-theme our Space Mountain, but we can retheme our whole Tomorrowland off the success of this movie. That's and what they course, should announce. <laughs> what? A Tomorrowland upgrade. Oh, I think that's happening. Actually, oh, freaking I, think, so. I think that's a definite thing. As far as parks are concerned, they're going to do that. The question is, how ambitious is it? And what's the overall direction for this um, reimagined Tomorrowland? I think from... <sighs> Because Listen, I love innovations, but yeah. like, it's just okay. a waste of space. Like, it is, but listen here. Okay. They just spent so much money refurbing those submarines. It's safe to say those are not going to go away in our <laughs> lifetime at this point. So the, those subs are not going away. And we all know that, that the subs are connected to Autopia. So those stay in place. So that leaves you also... Adding that in with the space, a very limited number of options. But funnily enough, I told this to Kyle, and he didn't have the heart to tell you, <laughs> is what he told me, about like one of the rumors for what they were planning to do with what you just mentioned. The Innoventions building, which is currently, I believe, Star Wars Launch Bay. That hasn't been a thing in years. I think it used to be the Carousel of Progress, then it closed. I think before it was America Sings, then it killed somebody and it closed. It's a mess. Anyway, um, from what I heard, the building is for sure going to get demoed. But that rumor also said that the reason it was going to get demoed was that they can, and what was going to replace it, it's a bunch of chairs for additional seating. For what? <laughs> now, I don't know if this if this one is has much credibility, but... If they that happened, like that Star Wars thing gets so much people. It's always empty. Well, I mean, they agree with you, which is why they think seating is far more attractive than what's there right now. Just gonna build, build that, tear down a building and put a bunch of chairs in there with a couple of umbrellas, probably. I don't think that's the best. No, use of I'm that saying space. that they think that the 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 where you like turn into a Jedi. They swear, like, that gets so much, like, attention. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But the reality is there's just not enough space for the obvious ones, like a Tron, Tron? Legacy attraction or even a, a Guardian's Cosmic Rewind coaster. In. I would we don't be have okay the space. if they took out the pizza place. I think everybody would be And okay. innovations. <laughs> I'm if sorry. they just make a Tron ride. Right. I mean, hell yes. Uh, preach it. Uh, but are there, are there any serious, like, diehard fans of Pizza Planet out there? Because that's not, I mean, that, that, really? I love that place. That's my favorite place to eat. But you would be okay to, like, replace it. Yes. You would, you would right, be saying, yes. wow, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen ultimately, but, oh. People mover seems likelier and likelier likelier to return. 
People Mover used to be an attraction at Tomorrowland that was closed. Without you would um, it would be on the second level of it, and it would go into the attractions, Star Tours and Space Mountain, like a little tour of Tomorrowland. And of course, it was closed for an even faster version called Rocket Rods. Then that was closed because it was um, destroying the infrastructure of, and it would have probably killed people. So they had to like <laughs> close that shit down pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I would hope. They remind themselves that, you know, DCA has gone a long way in 20 years. It's still mostly a half-day park. I would say it needs an, a dark ride, an we attraction did it in like here and there. Hours. Literally, it needs more. It mm-hmm. really does. Oh, I think they might announce Paint the Nights coming back. Don't. Do this to me. <laughs> I think that's serious. I think I saw a video that said that there were like paint the night floats being brought into that Disneyland true. I did a few that. weeks back. Yeah, I think that could be it. Because Main Street's cry. going away, so I think it oh would be. Oh my god! But you see, that's an easy win. Hey, paint the night's coming that's back, true. and then <laughs> they get showered with praise. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's something I could see happening for sure. Um Oh. Um there there Toontown. could be some Yes, yeah, we need updates of Toontown. Uh we are closer to its completion. So 2023 is when it'll open. They're dark horse here, but a slight chance they rethemed Tarzan's treehouse. They Here's are. Why. Oh, it has no, a no, they tore it no, down. Well, th- it was when it closed, it was supposed to be for a refurbishment. It's been a year now and it's still closed. So it's I don't know there? if it was it's no, the house is there. It's oh, just okay. under wraps. I thought they tore it down. No, no, it has not oh. been removed at all. It has it's just under wraps. I'm so sad. Now, a rumor I heard or maybe it was even speculation, I can't recall. But a quick thing to do capitalizing off the success of uh, Bob Chapek's wonderful new franchise, Encanto. Um, they could retheme the treehouse to Encanto. Um, that's an idea. It's a, and it'll be a walkthrough attraction that could be a quick uh, redress. So, And that would explain why in the you middle of... You should talk grandma. So, um, Instead yeah. of the jaguar yelling at you, it's abuela. <laughs> yeah, that jaguar was scary. Remember going through there? It's yes, <laughs> I hated that. I that, Honestly, that, that's why I never really got on it, because <laughs> the jaguar scared me. I mean, to me, the only reason to go on, on the treehouse was for the views. The views are nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the rivers of America and everything, so... Um, I would hope they would also, even though they, they've already, like, confirmed that they're going to be more lax with the timeline of Batu. I would hope they chuck that all together and just say characters here, characters yeah. there, characters everywhere. We yeah. have characters and 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 multitudes. Just do it. Cuz it's crazy how like Avengers <laughs> Campus is so small, but like literally there's you're surrounded by yeah. characters. I hope that they like see <sighs> that and are like, okay, like Yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious. Like yeah. how can you not see it? It's like Unless you don't want to pay the cast members. They don't. I mean, they already don't. (laughs) They already don't. So I guess that would explain it. Um, I don't know. A new restaurant would be nice at Disney. 
It's been a while since we had one of those. Like the last one was, I think, Lamplight Lounge at a Pixar Pier, which was years ago. No, the last one was Pim's <laughs> Kitchen. Oh, that's right. I literally blanked out on its existence. <laughs> I walked past that the other time I, I was there. I got one drink and it tasted disgusting. It doesn't look very good. But then again, I mean, it's Ant-Man. What would you expect? <laughs> um, just look at his movies. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So as I was talking about Andor, when uh, it comes on, we'll probably be discussing it because it looks pretty good. So mm-hmm. keep uh, an eye out for that. And uh, I honestly don't know when we'll go back to the movie theaters. Because I'll be is honest with you. Is this the first? What is it, Alexis? You're having a, a mind is explosion? Is this the first year that <clears throat> Jennifer Lee is in charge and it's D23? Yeah. Like, for sure. And like, I'm I mean, she... missing it. I am so sad. I am... I can't. <laughs> There's always next year. No, there isn't. <laughs> it's a year after. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, and I'm sure Oh, I should have mentioned it because it's probably a given. They'll probably announce a new live action. Oh, no. That fucking Lilo and Stitch bullshit. <laughs> I just remember. Did you see the thing? <laughs> What thing? Wait, Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, Little Mermaid. Yeah, that one's coming out next year, so we're going to get a lot. Maybe even a trailer. I think which so. Which you won't right? be there to see. Probably because they won't release the trailer. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear, if this is the year that Lin-Manuel Miranda shows up. <laughs> They'll probably be a tribute to Pat Carroll or something. You know, a lot of things are happening. Oh, God. <laughs> I think she's having a mental breakdown here. <laughs> but no, I mean, you can probably bet on one or two live action remakes being announced or probably Lilo and Stitch. Well, that shouldn't, that crosses a line for me. That shouldn't be made. But um, what other animated films have they not touched, done into a live action remake yet of the classic one? <laughs> Yeah, that's not happening anytime Maybe. soon. That's not. I think they are going to do a Hercules. Yes, but that one, from what I heard, stalled. It's okay. not moving forward at the moment. It's just paused. Hercules was one of the ones that they were looking into. Um, at some point, there was going to be a Jungle Book too, but that's John Favreau's true. busy. It uh, looks like. Oh, Lion King 2 with Barry Jenkins, right? The Moonlight director was supposed to do Lion King 2 so we could see more information about that unless it's just been canceled off screen. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? Um this is just bizarre to me. Uh Tinkerbell? Could uh, a Tinkerbell live action movie, you think? I thought they were doing it with Reese Witherspoon. Oh wait, no. Peter and Wendy. Was it Peter and Wendy? Oh. Wasn't Peter and, and a David movie? No, I don't know about Tinkerbell. I don't remember her being mentioned. Oh, I will say I was there at Main Street for the parade uh, a few weeks ago. Tinkerbell was quite the star. I mean, duh, but like even more so. Like people were like, <laughs> they were throwing things at her. She's very popular. Um, 
Yeah, Peter and Wendy, I think, is one they announced yeah. with David Lowry, who <clears throat> is the director of, oh, God, what's the, damn it, what's, oh, The Green Knight. The Green Knight guy, I believe, was doing Ooh, that movie. That's... I, I remember you guys talking about this. I'm, I don't know. It's an interesting one. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's not what you would expect. No. At all. But also, so, like, intrigue. Of course it is. I wonder if they'll do any announcements for their Fox properties. Like, maybe they'll announce a new Predator movie or Planet of the Apes, because that's That'd been be in cool development. If they did. They could do that. But, um, <clears throat> Alien. What about Alien? Wasn't there an Alien show that was in development yeah. already? I think so. For Hulu and everything. Oh, maybe they could even do a Futurama thing, because that's being brought back for Hulu um, through the Disney regime. So, <clears throat> yeah, it could be a bunch of stuff. Um, or not. Or not. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's the thing. Or not. Uh, so I mean, have to... they have to. Like, they've had how many years since three. they've done one? Like... At least three. I don't know. We'll and it see. used to be every other year, but now it's like three years. It's it's been a while, and I would I would I would think that Mr. Paycheck would like want to um, use this as a way to I don't know improve his image somewhat. He has to be somewhat concerned because he's been look his contract was renewed because at the end of the day the stock is where it is in this capitalistic planet, but. Um, the public relations um, side of things has never been worse at Disney when it comes to him. <laughs> so he has a lot of making up to do everywhere. Um, he's pissed off everybody at that company. It's ridiculous. By the way, we still have not figured out yet. We'll see what the runtime is for Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. But don't forget this thread. We still haven't figured out if it was Kevin Feige's choice or Bob Paycheck's choice about the runtime for Thor, Love and Thunder, and Multiverse of Madness that were both under two hours or around two hours. So, I don't know if that's a new thing for Bob where he's like, okay, no more two and a half hour movies, just two hour movies. In which case, with one of those films, I would think was rather hurt by that runtime. Mm. So, just to, you know, keep that in mind. Ah, uh, oh yes. How do we? The obvious one with the Marvel. They're going to announce uh, Matt Shackman as the Fantastic Four director, and they're going to announce the cast of Fantastic Four. Yes. Also, that's the, the um, big one. What's his name? The guy from Gossip Girl. They said that they were looking at him to be. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Is it Chadwick? No. Chad? Chad? Something? No. Or Westwick? No. <laughs> I I, can't, I don't know. I had that name um, in my mind. Oh my god! I can't think of his actual Did you guys? Name. Do you know who the cast is? Have you seen like who it could be? Um, I just saw the guy from Gossip Girl. I didn't see anybody else. The guy from You. Oh my god! What's oh his him? Name? Yeah, yes, yeah. him. I don't know the name, but I know the guy. That would be interesting if he yeah, was. Yeah, I think cast. so too. He he. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen Gossip Girl, but he talks really fast and is like. Well, I've seen you. I've oh, seen him kill okay. people on you. So. I don't. I haven't seen you. <laughs> no, that one's kind of a morbid show. Uh, so if you like Hannibal and people killing, whatever, there's that. But um, he does talk fast, <laughs> so I, yeah. I have picked up on that. So he would be 
an interesting choice um, for Reed Richards, who, from what I'm told, is the smartest man alive. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I guess we'll see about that. Interestingly, we haven't had the chance to talk about it on the show yet, but since we brought it up, how do you feel about the decision? Um, Matt Shackman, who was the director of all of the episodes of WandaVision, not the writer, the director of all the episodes of WandaVision. The writer was Jack Schaefer, for those of you who recall. What is your reaction to Shackman getting the job to direct the Fantastic Four? Honestly. Um, I think it just could be interesting. I mean, he... Even though we had complaints about the last episodes of WandaVision... Um, I'm sure we can blame Kevin Feige for that. Let's be real. Yeah. And, and the know. pandemic, though, too. At least he's not that yeah. guy that you guys don't like. Which the one? one that oh, really pay- wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what makes it even sweeter? Um, according to Grace Randolph's sources, she heard that he tried again and pitched oh Fantastic Four, and it was rejected. So at least Kevin Feige had the good sense to not hire that guy, because then that would have been depressing. Hmm. Um... And then, hey, he tried, but thank God he didn't get the job. So I guess there's that, right? I mean, I can be happy that it's not the worst case scenario. Um, And I think Matt Chackman is a competent director, but I think at the end of the day, he's a TV director. Um, But I want to give him a chance. Sure, I want to be charitable in that way. I just, to me, it's like when you put this against, um, and I'm not even sure if you two have had, uh, at least David has, but I'm not sure Alexis has had the chance to even respond to Daniel, uh, or Destin Daniel Cretton being named the director of the next Avengers film, Avengers The Kang Dynasty. It's just like, K, but get better people. Get, just get new people. Like, yeah. stop recycling the same ones. Like, this isn't exciting. We've, I mean, I, what we want ideally, is in some respect what Kevin Feige doesn't want, which is somebody who is going to, like, be in there and, like, yeah, yeah, Kevin, but I'm going to make this movie, okay? Back off a little bit. That's the guy I want to do, or the girl, whatever, to make these movies. Speaking of, is there any hope for an Eternals 2 announcement (laughs) at D23? Because we should say that Patton Oswalt, who of course uh, played Pip um, in Eternals, again, it hasn't at all been like, re- I mean, he hasn't been made to correct himself at all since this happened, but it's been a month that he went on Good Morning America and said that, oh yeah, they announced Eternals too. I don't know what he was talking about because nobody announced Eternals too. Um, this is like after Comic-Con, but it could suggest that it's happening. I, I would better, like man. I would like to That's hear that like announcement. That's the only thing that I <laughs> like. <laughs> I know, I know. I think an Eternals two would be awesome. I want to see that. I do. I too. mean, they teed it up so well. Get so, um, what's her name? Um, Chloe Zhao. No, no, no. Which one? The couple that I like. What's her name? Macari and oh yeah, Druig and Macari. Yeah, like in their little adventure. Yes, all day. I feel like that to me is half the reason why you greenlight Eternals too. Is like what 
more can be done with Druig and Makari at the forefront of your movie. That's mm-hmm. what I would want to see. So, and if you like remember that movie, I feel had more big moments online than um Doctor Strange and Thor. Yeah. Like you could say Doctor Strange the cameo, but even then like you didn't really see it as much as Druid and Macari. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I I've picked that up I picked up on that as well. And um I would hope Marvel has as well. I mean to me I did not pick up on a single bad vibe between Chloe Zhao and Kevin Feige, which is remarkable because um Chloe Zhao has you know, I think that she's not given enough credit because I mean, in general, right, for the movie she made. But in the interviews, of which I've, you know, read them at quite length, she's come off but nothing but very cordial and respectful to the to the Marvel process. Um, even though it's, it, it still comes across, like, in her comments, well, yeah, I mean, it is the studio, it is the, the Marvel system, and they have their things, but I'm, it seems like she overall was very happy with the movie she made, even though, of course, the limitations that are put on her by Kevin Feige. And, of course, giving Feige his credit, he let her go outside to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And he did give her, um, I guess, final cut of the film, which he didn't give anybody else. So I think those two got along really well. And remember, don't forget... Early reports um, of Eternals, well before the film even was released in theaters, indicated Feige was very happy with the film. He enjoyed it. I mean, of course, he has to say that. But Mm. from what reports suggest, this is one of the ones that he really enjoyed. Um, So I think there's potential for sequels in general, but particularly the one that was set up with this sequel. So, yeah, why not? I did they date Blade in Comic Con? No, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything from <laughs> about Blade at all since they announced the actor. Huh. Interesting. I was pretty sure they dated Blade, but that was it that they said. I mean, they probably going to show more of um, Wakanda Forever. I bet you, mm-hmm. maybe even a new trailer for D twenty three. Um, oh, how did we forget? They're gonna, they're gonna like milk Avatar for all it's worth. <laughs> they're probably I, so. I know <laughs> that could very well be where they debut a new trailer um, for Avatar. I hope so. The way of water. There's not much of a story in the first trailer. <laughs> there's not much of a story to begin with. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> with the movie, I. I mean, it's pretty much all visual. We'll see how it turns out. I I'm ambivalent. I don't. I mean, I don't want to say like I don't care. Like, I mean, I want to support Jim. James. I mean, I don't want to say that because like I I I I want to see what James Cameron can still do because he is an amazing filmmaker. I mean, he gave us Titanic, obviously, and of course Aliens. So I want to give the film a chance. I want to give every movie a chance. But am I excited? No. Do I care really? No. 
So it's like, okay. But I'm sure that's going to come up at D23. So basically, based on these last 50 minutes, it seems like a lot's going to come up (laughs) at the end of the day. So, or or not. (laughs) Again, in case you have to see. We'll have to see how it goes um, in the next few weeks. But um, anyway, thank you for listening to the Fantasy Fair. uh, And (laughs) I know, right? Well, it's not on right now. So, but I mean, a lot of this does spill over into movie news. So, Mm. anyway, it is what it is. Before we move on to the big thing, I did want to say, um, in an era where, of course, David Zaslav is on a killing spree when it comes to all things animation. Seemingly, somehow, um, the fabulous Miss Harley Quinn uh, survived. <laughs> if she can survive the Joker, she can survive anything, it seems. And <laughs> she's getting a fourth season. I, I, I feel bad because I haven't been caught up. I've seen the first three episodes of season three. And, of course, the quality of the show speaks for itself. Um, it's funny. and Well, it is funny. But it's enraging how... Just because it's an animated show, it gets so overlooked. I know I say this on the week that it was renewed, but still, like, considering how much attention She-Hulk gets, and it's not at all funny. Harley Quinn. Some of the funniest shit you'll see, especially in this genre. Where's her award? <laughs> Literally. Although, technically speaking, she did win an award for Best Couple on the show. So, I don't know <laughs> if you've seen that, but that's there. All right. So, with that being said, did I miss anything that was announced as far as, like, WB or DC or HBO Max was concerned? Um, maybe not. I did want to clarify from last week. I did say that um, on HBO, the cable channel, uh, House of the Dragon did debut to 10 million viewers, which was very impressive. And the ratings have come in for the second episode and it increased its share uh, even more viewers for the second episode, which that is a very, very promising sign. That's something uh, that I was talking to David about, that I think the fact that it's at, it's on Sunday and it's at 9, where people are still awake. They're at home <laughs> and they're at awake, yes. Like, it makes a big difference. It does, right? Instead of like... Wednesdays at no not midnight. Wednesdays well well Any yes day Wednesdays at midnight. at midnight yeah literally <laughs> yeah yeah Wednesdays at midnight uh I know it makes such a big difference because then it's like you have the whole day to look forward to it you get yourself comfortable yeah maybe even do a little bit of a marathon to get yourself hyped up for it and then it comes on like that's they were very smart. You don't wake to up to keep... spoilers. Exactly, exactly. They were very smart to keep the same time slot mm-hmm. for Game of Thrones, which is funny because they also kept the same theme song <laughs> and the same music. <laughs> I mean, they did like they did do a whole new opening title sequence, which I mean, and and it's very much meant to feel like the Game of Thrones opening credits sequence, but um, that's interesting. I think this is, is this kind of a first where a prequel show just pretty much uses the same music? By the way, I know there is something to be said about they're not, you know, doing a new theme song. I will say it's, let's be real. 
that Game of Thrones theme music is one of the best pieces of music ever written for a TV show. One of the best opening sequence ever. I don't blame them for not wanting to even try <laughs> coming up with another one. I and don't just mind say, it at Fuck all. It. Like, I know. I, I feel I the same way. <laughs> kind of see it as like a Westeros song. In a way, it, it does feel like season nine because you do hear the music, but it's its own thing and it's very separated. Yeah. It has a lot of the same themes. I know people were really upset about it. But yeah. I, I mean... I know, but at the same time, I, I would feel a lot of those people would also be upset with, like, this new theme song is yeah. trash. Yeah. So, people are going to complain no matter what. Um, I guess it just depends on what they're going to complain about. And considering the things that are on display in the first two episodes, let's just be grateful it's about that and not about more uncomfortable things in the other direction. Because it did get to that level of uncomfortableness. (laughs) It got really disgusting. Anyway, so I'm happy to hear uh, that it's received so well. People are watching, of course, as we said last week, uh, David, that it was renewed immediately for season two. One of the few things that gets a renewal in the days of Zaslav. So good. (laughs) Good on them. And before we get into it, we should probably mention that rather strange you don't usually see this happen right as the show gets off the ground but there's a bit of a shakeup with management um and i don't know alexis if you have it in front of you but the particular reasonings for why one of the two main showrunners uh and by the way it should be made clear that we got new people on this team and george rr martin is a much more creative presence on this show than in the last few years of the old Game of Thrones show. I know it's already been established, but just to remind you guys. But there is a shakeup already underway as far as showrunners are concerned for House of the Dragon. Alexis, do you have that? Um, yeah. Um, co-showrunner. <laughs> yes. Who also worked on Game of Thrones. Um, Miguel Shapochnik is leaving <clears throat> what i know it's like i read that and i'm like did i read that right yeah do me it again. Too. <laughs> it's like I'm why i'm so confused i kind of got scared like because he's basically i guess like the director i guess um like he he him um I can't remember this, the second guy's name. And then George R. R. Martin are like the big three in right. the show. <clears throat> That's a big deal. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's a big fucking deal. Um, I think from what I read and what you sent, he, he, he just got burnt out. Yeah. Well, and, he hey, didn't really want to do it to begin with. Ooh, really? Yeah. But well, damn. They I went mean, up to him. Like he, he took a little bit more convincing to get on, but he did it, and he put all he had in it. And honestly, it shows. It's at it least does. I mean, now it's showing. It doesn't seem like the kind of show where somebody didn't want to be there. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> other Game of Thrones stuff, where the other people really. 
didn't want to be there anymore. So that's pretty impressive. He was like, oh, fuck, let's go and do this. Yeah, and I feel like he kind of... Um, What's his name? The guy that directed the first two Harry Potter movies? Uh, Chris Columbus, I believe? Yeah, by the second one, he was like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. He was super burnt out. Like, and that's why the third one has a different director. Yeah. Which, and you can tell, so like, the, he also yeah. put, you know, everything he had in it. I'm sure, you know, if you spend months and months and months working on something, like, you're the guy in charge, like, that's a big responsibility it's a big deal look burnout is a bitch mm-hmm. all of us have been through it and the only cure for that is to just step away and take care of yourself mm-hmm. and get a break and 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 throw yourself into something new that's not going to be as um demanding i i think we can all agree if benny often wise had acknowledged that reality in many ways i think we all would have been be- they would have been better off for it if they didn't <laughs> want to be on that show anymore yeah why do it yeah that was Go somewhere that's else. always going to be insane to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? Like, they ended Game of Thrones preemptively. As George R.R. R. Martin said in an interview recently, it could have gone beyond 10 seasons. The no, story was there. No, I like how was he was there. like, I, I pitched for 12, right? They basically, like, laughed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now? <laughs> Who is laughing now? Mm-hmm. They haven't, like, worked on anything else, huh? They were supposed to do a Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> they were supposed to do a Star Wars. They, they they really trusted Kathy Kennedy. That's a def- another personality. I don't know how you can even work with considering how many people she goes to directors. Like I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I don't even know. I, don't, I can't come up with the analogy. Let's move on. Let's move on to what this is. So as we mentioned last week. This is more or less 170, 80 plus years before Daenerys Targaryen, before the beginning of Game of Thrones as we know it. And I, I wasn't sure on this. That's why I asked David. And I, I think to some extent, Alexis was dissatisfied with his responses. So from what I've come to understand, the source material for this particular story that's going on here in House of the Dragon is lifted from a actual legit text that George R.R. R. Martin has already written. So, just to be clear about that. And to me, I, I do want to give David credit, though, because he was the one that actually got me really interested in like what was happening in this show. And like, okay, let's go ahead and watch it. Hmm. This past Sunday, I watched the premiere and I watched the new episode, episode two. And I think to me, <laughs> and I share this with both of you, it's that um, that meme of Larry David, an infuriated Larry David as he's walking out the door, um, basically saying, fuck you and I'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> which is like, and I think it was attached to a tweet which said, um, me not wanting to be interested or thinking I would be interested or invested in Game of Thrones again. And then, of course, they attach that. And it's like, well, fuck. Hmm. Um, there is just something about this world that's just so um, captivating almost immediately. And I do want to give the people that worked on the first episode in particular a lot of credit because I was hooked almost immediately. 
Like, okay, I love how he began with the prologue about the rather hideous thing that began with that the king was like, sorry, girl, you're a girl. I'm going to give it to my nephew. He's the king now. Okay, he's the king. <laughs> Which, of course, that's what happens. Um, But, of course, there you meet the characters. And you get a, a sense for where we are in this world. And by the end of that first hour, you've come to the realization that, fuck, I really have missed being in this world. I really have missed Game of Thrones. And I'm glad it's back. Um... I don't – I think maybe to say it was amazing, it wasn't the best thing in the world, but it was a damn good first episode. I mean, you can't ask for better first episodes than that because you got we, – we set the table. We have our players. We've got just enough and we got a hook that teased us all the way that we're going to be watching all the way into the end of this season just because of that first episode. Mm-hmm. And you got a great flavor – for all of the different um, personalities, the conflicts, and of course, you have your share of nudity, <laughs> violence, um, body horror, blood, tragedy. Um, yeah, all of the things that made Game of Thrones Game of Thrones. Um, so, to me, right now, look. One of the things you can take away with is, oh man, I, I, let me get out her name because I, I don't want to mess it up, but I know it's Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. I'm really interested in Rhaenyra right now. Like, you know, in the first episode, she's just kind of like mostly there, but you do see the potential for for where she could go. Mm-hmm. But let's just say, at least for me, quite plainly, um, after the first two episodes, the Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen, if that's her name, I believe. Um, it is so sad that you already know what's going to happen because there is no one more competent than her to be the queen. And it's not even close. And I think on some level, some of them realize that. And some of them you see in these episodes are a bit taken aback by how capable she is. Because let me tell you something. She got shit done. A lot faster and a lot more handily than a lot of these assholes who claim they know better mm-hmm. would not have come close to. And already you see the benefit of this realm if she were to be handed the throne. Although, of course, because she has a vagina, everybody around her wants to get the king shacked up with literal children. Anyway. It, yeah. A lot to take in, but my initial takeaways, very interested in Rhaenyra. Even though he is inept, he's still a good guy down there, the king, Viserys. And very fascinated to see where um, Daemon Targaryen goes. Because I can't tell you where it's going to go. Because he's not like, it's not a repeat of the Baratheons. You know, Stannis and, um, what was the other one? Stannis and, was it Renly? Because Ren- Renly, Renly, and Stannis were at war with each other, correct? Yeah. And this, and this hat, this happened after their brother died, who was the king. Mm-hmm. So they were at war with each other, and of course we know how that flailed out. It's not a repeat of that. This particular relationship with these two brothers 
is very uh, multifaceted and very new for Game of Thrones. And it's not dealing with people who are mainly odious, like a Littlefinger or a Cersei. They are there, but for the most part, our main group of people here are more so good than they are... I mean, there's a lot of gray there, to be to be sure, but they're likable people, you know, f- for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that also is somewhat of an added benefit that I like them and I want to see what happens to them and also will make it that more difficult whenever the tragedies that will for sure happen. So, yeah, I I really have taken to the show and of course to me, I love like just watching shows about like, you know, successions. I love The Crown. Of course, I love the first, the original Game of Thrones. And so, right now, I'm really feeling like The Crown not being around. So, this is a great substitute in the, in the meantime. <laughs> I feel the same way. So, yeah, I'm kind of loving this show already. So, I'll go ahead and pass it on to, um, I don't know. Uh, David, did you want to say it before Alexis comes in? Because I'm sure Alexis will just like yeah, overwhelm yeah. us with, with her thoughts. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead, David. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I really enjoyed the second episode. Um, okay, you don't have to go so fast. <laughs> I'm not rushing you. Uh, no, but uh, Rainier was for sure like the standout in this episode. Like you can tell right away that she really wants that she wants to stick with the crown. She wants to learn how to properly rule and everything. Uh, but it also kind of sucks because they're only around there. It's kind of like no. <laughs> This isn't gonna happen. You're the heir, but it's not gonna happen. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's like Kamala Harris, right? Like, oh, that's cute. You're the vice president, but you're not gonna be president, Kamala. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna be president. That's literally what this is, <laughs> in a way. Although. I'm sorry. No offense to Rhaenyra. She's not Kamala Harris. Mm. You were saying, David. Yeah. Um, also, it was kind of cool seeing the king. I mean, not cool, I guess. <laughs> but, like, it just... Uh, just kind of showing more of the king on his king side of it. Because from the first episode, we mainly just saw, like, him being a father, being a, a husband and all that. But this time, we mm-hmm. got to see him being a king and just kind of really seeing the tough side of it i guess that was i think what you're seeing there yes i think you see it's not great to be king all the time mm-hmm. but it's not great that he's the king because <laughs> what you're seeing in episode 2 is what was like what damon was saying in episode 1 which is like he doesn't even realize that he is being sucked dry by all those vampires around him and it's like he you can tell deep down is a good man and he's trying to make the best decisions possible but it just seems like he's just incapable of doing that because one way or the other he is being misled by people with different agendas you have Otto Hightower his hand who clearly is very self-interested and is playing him for his own particular um, agenda, which he, of course, plays as under the guise of for the realm. And then you have other people who, of course, they want to try and see what they can get out of him. But already in the second episode, it's been set up so brilliantly where you've already seen the um, where it's breaking apart. And you can already see the particular challengers, shall we say. 
that will come to the crown. There is a reason for why they say the crown is weak at the moment, or and it's because he doesn't seem. You see it in those moments with his like with his people, his like small council. Mm-hmm. He's very unsure of himself sometimes, and so he asks for everybody's opinion, but that only gets him so far. But you see, as you were saying, you're right. It is tough to be the king. Yeah, and. I don't, I was I was kind of thinking about it, you know. You were saying that he wasn't making like the best decisions, and I was kind of, you know, I keep hearing that because um, I saw it later on. Didn't see it the day it came out, um, mm-hmm. and I was kind of curious, like when I'm watching it, I'm like, is this really like a super bad decision? Because like, it feels like he's making just the best decision morally, you know? Because <laughs> that's the problem, though. The best decision morally is not necessarily the best decision for his own well-being sometimes. Yeah, for the crown. So I think it, for the crown and for his own well-being in a sense because, of course, if he is replaced, he'll probably be killed. That's how these things go. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I can respect, in essence, right, him choosing – I feel like his ultimate decision at the end of the second episode, you can tell from his perspective, was the compromise. He doesn't want to marry somebody, but he would rather – be betrothed to somebody he already knows and is friendly towards than a literal child. Mm -hmm. And so he feels, you can tell in his heart of hearts, that the decision he makes is the compromise that will make everyone happy, that will appease both sides. But he doesn't even realize that in doing so, everyone got pissed off. Like half the people walked out of the room when he (laughs) announced that. And not only did he further... Um, alienate Rhaenyra from him and his own daughter, like literally going to marry his daughter's best friend. That's a, that's a different area of things of which we'll get to. But wait, there's also Corlys, Corlys of Valerian, who has been pressing him and has been personally screwed over several times. His wife, Renice, should be queen right now. Obviously, that's not something he'll get over. His own ships are being burned, and the king doesn't seem to care. And now, after he's offered his own daughter to be the next queen, he's rejected for the daughter of the hand, which that also seems particularly insulting. So much so that he goes over to Daemon to form some kind of an alliance and eventually a challenge to the crown. So... He made seemingly the worst decision possible. Maybe not morally, but politically speaking, mm-hmm. the worst decision. And I think that's oh, that's just a taste of things to come. It's just pretty clear he's not that good at being king. He's not going to be king much longer. That much is obvious. Which sucks because he's. <laughs> he, I like, mean, he wants. To, he yeah. Because I mean, out of just everyone there, he's a good guy, and it just sucks that we get to see that happening one of the things game of thrones reminds us is good guys just don't seem to be made for this kind of work <laughs> look at ned stark look how look how hard ned stark tried to keep his morals and play the game it ended up getting beheaded at the whim of joffrey of all people mm-hmm. imagine going out like that yeah i, I, I was gonna mention them at the end of the second episode, when you see Rhaenyra's face, you know, like shocked, <laughs> uh, he chose her best friend. I was like, "Wait, you 
y'all didn't talk it over? Like, you were talking about him. <laughs> no, they did. They did talk it over. He just didn't tell her who he was going to pick. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> I was like, hold up. You were talking about choosing another wife. Why didn't you tell her right there and then there? <laughs> you know, I feel like they, they could have come with a compromise or something right there. Yeah. It ain't just that, too. Allison never once informed Rhaenyra that she's been talking to her father this entire time. Literally six plus months in mourning where Rhaenyra has repeatedly complained that her father has pushed her aside in a way and has kept her at distance. This entire time, Rhaenyra's own best friend has been providing that comfort to her own father. Mm-hmm. That's particularly spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was that was not a good move. And of course, he probably caused that was the beginning of a war probably. I mean, if we're being real, that decision was the beginning of a war. That's how these things go in Westeros. Um yes, any other thoughts, David, so far on the second episode or just in general from what you're enjoying on this show? Uh I mean, honestly, it's just those two, just the king and Rhaenyra they're like the most interesting to me. Um, I'm kind of hoping we see more of... Uh, who's the best friend? Uh, what's the name? Alicent. Alicent. I hope we see her more in the third episode. Because I saw some pictures of what's going to happen next. And I'm like, damn. So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of hope like she somehow comes into, into her own. Because this whole time, she's just doing what her dad says. Doing what she's going to do what the king says and all that. Yeah. So, I'm curious if she, like you know moves up somehow or just you know stands up for herself at some point i'm curious what's gonna happen (laughs) yeah man based on those previews like you got to give them credit um you got to give them credit for the fact that you think things couldn't get more uncomfortable than when the king went and saw corliss's daughter that to me was one of the most skin crawling moments Maybe ever. Just the realization. And I'm glad that Viserys was with us too. It's like, what the fuck is this? But then he was like, you know what? 15's all right. Yeah. (laughs) But still, I mean, hey, we're we're in this reality where that's what they do anyway. So, I mean, at least, I mean, he should be considered a a progressive champion by their standards. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, nah, this is too sick even for me. Basically is what... That whole thing was, that was bad. That was really, I mean, not bad as in like, oh, that was a bad scene. It was just like, that was just hard to just watch. Icky. <laughs> just the whole thing. <laughs> it was so gross. They're walking together and like, he's literally talking to her as a child and just, <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And, uh, and then that comment that she made, she was like, uh, my mom said, I don't have to <laughs> give you a child till I'm that 14. Was wild. I was like, no, why? I mean, she basically say, my mom said, I, 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 I uh, can't, I have to wait until I'm two years older to have sex with you, basically, mm. the, to bed you, as they say. <sighs> wow. <laughs> that was, that was the thing, uh, I'm just, that was the moment I was referring to, that could have been blown into a whole controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we still have more episodes to go, right? <laughs> For this season, but um, yeah, it, it's yikes. So yeah, but even still, he somehow ended up making things far more uncomfortable for his own personal family with the, the choice he did make with Allison. So props, I guess, there <laughs> for managing to top that 
um, level of uncomfortableness. Uh, but yeah, Alexis, I've kept you waiting long enough. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go off. Your thoughts on um, <laughs> House of the Dragon. Okay. Which I'm sure you must be feeling pretty high and mighty now because you were the only one that seemingly was like hyping the show up and the rest of us were like, yes, fuck you. Yes, you are crazy. You. <laughs> Listen, I know last episode you guys said you di- didn't like the ending. And upon my rewatch of Game of Thrones, um, I agree. <laughs> um... I watched a lot of the big episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, I think the one that I got most excited in rewatching that I was genuinely like, this is a great fucking show, was um, where they blow up the church. Oh my God. That's my favorite episode. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, That's my favorite I was episode. Watching that yes. And, like, I, I was trying to clean and do stuff. I couldn't. No, I you couldn't. have to stop. You got to stop. You're mesmerized by oh it. It's so god. good. Oh my god. It is so good. It's so like, good. And I feel like every time we... Because I, I, like, I don't watch it consistently. And every time that I watch it, it's like pretty like separated the amount of time. Yeah, and you can like make the argument that was... you're watching it all over again. Exactly, and you're just like, exactly. oh my god. You can make the argument that was the show at its peak. Like, it's like, it, it, like the whole but, episode's like, even a Even then, like, you have Battle yeah. of the Bastards after that. You have... Um, Wasn't it before? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it happens in the episode. Oh, I think it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, you also have—I don't—I think Hardhome was after, no, before. No, it was before. And then you have all the meetings with all the Stark kids and all that. Like, you still this have is... pretty big moments right. after that. But that episode, oh my god! One of my bigger disappointments. With the series, among other ones for sure, was what was really teased at the end of the season six finale, uh, when like they proclaimed, you know, Cer- Queen Cersei was fuck. She's gone full darkness. At yeah, this, like, qu- Queen bitch of darkness. I wanted her to be far more, you know, badass bitch queen here, you know, and like yeah. kill more people and and fe- be more like calculated and ruthless and and smarter and she was in certain I mean, instances she she i mean i mean particularly like even, her even showdown with daenerys huh i mean the end but no, i'm talking yeah, about yeah. like but, how I mean, she went she out did go daenerys no. went with the whole t- t- two whole armies three dragons and by the end she had what one. like one army right and yeah. one dragon like she did pretty good i mean that's true. However, <laughs> that that's very true. I, I I still wish the writers would have come up with a way to make it more even balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it felt way too easy for Daenerys to just like tear down everything. Like, what happened to all the wildfires she had? Yeah, that could have come in handy to kill at least one dragon if if Daenerys had more than one at that point. But like, Cersei is more capable than that. Like, she's more much more conniving. And my disappointment ultimately was. She was defeated rather easily. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Um, My, okay. We're kind of gonna go into it a little bit. I think that my biggest disappointment, and I think especially now with this show, are the White Walkers. Yes. I think that, to me, that was 
Because you start off Game of Thrones with yeah. the White Walkers. And like, then it's been resolved by the last episode. Like, they're not even in the Yeah, it's conflict. not even the big bad anymore. Like, um, to me, what... That, I know I... Also, also, I don't know if you've rewatched them, but they did um, remaster them. And they look... And also, in my rewatch, I realized that that was the first time that I had seen them on TV. Really? Because I, I only saw them through my phone. And, really? And the, I... Rem- I David actually reminded me that the the White Walker episode, um, that it was dark, like super dark when it first came out, and everybody was in Winterfell. Yeah, the remember? Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, it was like you yeah, know, can't yeah, see yeah. barely anything. Like you no, have to turn the so brightness good. all the way up. It, yeah. I mean, it's always been a bit like it looks really good now. Mm. That's good to hear because yeah. that there there was that needed it for sure. Yeah. That particular episode, and look. From a direct direction standpoint, the episode was amazing, sure. But I think, no, what you were saying there is correct. I don't want to hold like any show to like what I picture in my head. But what I've always pictured in my head about the ending of the show was all of it happening at once. Mm-hmm. Daenerys, Cersei, the White Walkers, everyone yeah. in a battle. Like you, you didn't even need to have like Cersei joining like the main heroes. It could be like a three-way fight. Like yeah. A fight for life itself at King's Landing. Everything burned to the ground. It did, but not in the way that it should have done. It should have been, I should say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the White Walkers at the end of the day, at the end of the day should have been the big bad. Yeah. And they kind of were dispensed with halfway through the last <laughs> season. There's still like two episodes left. Uh, they never really bothered me. The the, the White Walkers. Won. That bothered me because I always thought that that was always like that was the end game. You know, mm-hmm. ultimate. I mean, you could say that the throne was, but I don't know. That, I mean, me, look, the White I mean, Walkers were like, but but it plays into it because like the Night King very well. Like he was been. also in, in his own way, like making his play for the yeah. Iron Throne yeah, yeah, by yeah. just wiping out all life itself. So I mean, like to me, it adds in more mystery and intrigue to see like who is the one that's going to end it up. And of all the choices, the Night King, Cersei. Daenerys, Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Of all the choices, we're, we 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 were left with Bran the Broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been. I mean, I mean, I, it makes sense, but also like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I mean, just that was just the problem with Bran the, uh, was season. always like my least favorite story in the whole thing. <laughs> Like the only thing, honestly, the only thing I like remember is hold the door. <laughs> that's it. Oh, oh that yeah, that's so right. Tense. That was so great. That was, I was in class yeah. when I saw that episode. I was all the way in the back. It was a big class too, so luckily, like I, I was I in remember, the back. Um, we went to work the next day because at that time I was working at a fair, and everybody was watching the show, but we didn't realize that everybody was watching the show. Until we went in the next day and somebody yelled that out. And all of us at the same time were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but yeah, I was, um, in, wait, I was in the back wait, of the class. Go ahead, David. And after that, the whole hold the door thing happened, I was just looking around like, oh, my God. I couldn't <laughs> talk to anyone about it. <laughs> it's so good. 
No, that show was amazing. It had some of the best, like, yeah. jaw-dropping, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on moments. Like, Hard Home, you mentioned, went out of nowhere, Hard they're in the was, snow. Oh, I remember what I was holding my breath the entire time. The Night King shows up, and shit just goes down. Like, holy fuck, that was so good. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's why, like, the ending of the show, although... I do agree. It wasn't great. It was, yeah. It's um, not what, yeah, but it, it could have been better. I think that everything else that the show does makes up for it. Because when it was top, when it was at mm-hmm. its peak, it there was no oh. stopping it. It was, oh my God. So good. Yeah. But what I was saying about the White Walkers is clearly... They needed to be bigger. And we go into the first episode of House of the Dragons or Hot D, like Mr. Martin likes to call it. He calls it that? Yeah, he like... Hot D? Fully is like, yes, Hot D. I love this. I love it. It's really good. It's better than... He put it on his blog. It's better than God. I need to write that down for the title of the episode. <laughs> Let's see here. Yes, the D. Hot D. Um. Hot damn. Yeah. But okay. So aside from that, so yes, I was really excited for the show. I missed it so much. I loved Sundays and going home and watching it, and nobody in the house watched it. But me, but you would hear me screaming from my room, and then I would come out with a big smile on my face every night. I loved it so much. So I was so pumped. I was so excited. Um, and honestly, I think like the thing that got me more excited was the fact that Matt Smith was going to be in it. Of course, Matt Smith is and a treasure. the fact that um, he is playing George R.R. R. Martin's favorite character. Ooh. So I was like, ooh. It's gonna be so good. It I can't. Um, and it's made even better. I would say his performance. Look, I think Matt Smith gets a bad rap these days because he seems to play a lot of villains lately. Um, even though I don't know why that's a bad thing. He's so good yeah. at it. Look how amazing he was in The Crown. Um, but don't forget, this is the guy who got his a lot of his big first breaks from Doctor Who, who was very whimsical and very bright and warm. And I think what you're seeing already from his performance in this show is it in and of itself can be multifaceted. He's not a bad guy per se. He he actually has some ten he has some tender moments if you see them there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um so yeah. And then I started kinda so one thing that is worth noting, I have not read the the sex scenes. Oh, you what? So, I have not read the book. Fake fan. I read the oh. first one. <laughs> um, but from what I understand is that the show is based on a book, Fire and Blood, which kind of tells the whole Targaryen story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this particular era that we're in is called The Dance of the Dragons, which is a big targaryen civil war um which if you go back and watch the episodes of game of thrones everything that happens on the show is spoiled (laughs) by one mr joffrey (laughs) 
You mentioned it was a conversation Joffrey had with his his bride to be Marjorie. Yes. This would have put it in what season four? I think so. Probably, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's when that was when he was killed off. Anyway, yeah. So if you don't want to know, I loved it when he died. I loved it when he died. That was an amazing death. Mm-hmm. That was great. I was like, yes, fuck you. <laughs> I loved it so. I love the meme that came out of that it. Was where he was just like, like all shocked and everything. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I mean, I guess kind of spoilers, but like. It's also set in the past, so I don't know. Uh, But yeah, so this is like... Real quick though, Alexis, I want to say, I think you can enjoy this show without even having seen Game of Thrones. That's a positive for me. yeah. So if you haven't seen any Game of Thrones... I started watching it with my dad, and he was like, oh yeah, we're watching this. And he's only seen the first episode of of Game of Thrones. Oh, really? He hasn't seen any of the other ones? Oh, okay. Well, so hopefully he, like, he likes this one. He can watch the old one then. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yes, I I know that you guys were talking a little bit about it last episode. Um, about like the beginning of the first episode, where King Jaharis, which is the one in the flashback, uh, mm-hmm. the one who names uh Viserys king. You guys didn't mention that that was his daughter. I didn't see the episode. <laughs> I didn't know what happened. I that's why I was completely dependent on David. Okay, I didn't know what happened. I don't but know. Like, so it was. Um, I don't yes. know the bloodline. It, I don't know. Rainice was Rainice, King Jaehaerys' yeah. firstborn daughter, who at that point had not been passed down the crown once, but two times. Before she was born, the king had um, a bunch of sons. So it was a, supposed to go to him, to one of them. And then her mom got pregnant and, you know, she was born. And then I think they had another kid. But all of his sons died. And the only one still alive was Rhaenys. So when they had the other son, like... She was supposed to be queen, but then they have the other son. So basically what happened to Rhaenyra, it happened to her. Well, spoilers ahead. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer ahead. Um, and so when this happened again, obviously she was going to be butthurt her whole life because her dad was like, no, you're my daughter, but you're not going to be king again or queen again. And this also put like a big... um kind of wedge between King Jaehaerys and his wife because at that time um, their reign was supposed to be like super peaceful and like they were really good leaders and they kind of co-led him and his wife so the fact that like he said no to his daughter his wife was like what the fuck like can I ask for a bit of a clarification because um, I wasn't clear based on that prologue the king opened up something and he was reading it. And from what I recall, yeah, and so I wasn't they, they sure. basically put it into a vote. Was he part of that vote? Um, oh, I don't know about that. Because my, I, I think what ultimately, what I, my impression was is he didn't want to be the one to make the choice. Mm-hmm. And so he formed a great council yeah. to make that choice for him. 
I mean, maybe, but, but maybe it was like anonymous. I don't but know. But still, but still, yeah. it's like it's like the like, fact it's that punting. he couldn't, yeah, say like himself, like or name her the heir. You know, right? Like that's still like because he had he could have done that, but but he didn't. Right. Um, and so that drove a big wedge between him and his wife. And again, their reign was very peaceful, which is a big thing because when Viserys takes the throne, there's like a saying in, um, like the sh- the book or whatever, saying that in the time of Jaehaerys's reign, people were able to plant their way of like kind of gain more control and stuff like that. Like it was peaceful, but underneath, like it wasn't type of thing. Mm. So when Viserys comes to play. That's when everybody starts kind of putting hands in everywhere and doing stuff. And because Viserys was not a good king, shit hits the fan. Yeah. The vultures consumed everything. Yeah. Um, And I kind of want to talk about like each character individually because so much Please, happens. Please, go ahead. Um, so I kind of want to talk about Viserys first because I find him so interesting. Oh, another thing to note is that um, one thing that um, George said before starting the show is that everybody in this show are shitheads. <laughs> you may like characters, but you're not going to like what they do. Like none, like all of these characters are going to be morally great characters. Even Rainis or uh, Rhaenyra at one point might, like they all do shitty things to each other. Mm. <laughs> um, so he like basically said like it's not going to be like in Game of Thrones where you know the Starks are good and the Lannisters are bad. Mm-hmm. No, everybody's gonna everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody are all shitheads. <laughs> So I'm excited to see that, but I'm also nervous of because of how people are gonna respond to it. Yeah, there's already which been is a, which it's yeah, like it's already happened. Yeah, so there's been a really bad response with um the king choosing his uh yes the pregnancy thing. <laughs> so yeah, but so the way that I saw that was like you so what we're talking about is um in the first episode um the king was gonna get an heir um he was so sure that it was gonna be a boy um and the wife like you know she's giving birth and the way that they play out the scene is so interesting yeah like super ugh, i love the writing in the show it's so good um but the wife ends up having like complications and stuff, and he basically has to choose because obviously it's back then and they have to choose. Um, back then, but okay, whatever. <laughs> mm. Um, between the wife and well, yeah, the it's baby. in the day before modern medicine, obviously, yeah. well before that, and it's and he ends ugly. Up, like I was talking to Dave about, about this, like. We know his decision is to save the baby because he is king and he needs an heir. And I know people were complaining that he should have asked her. He should have talked to her. But he didn't. And that's the point. And I I think that people aren't understanding that. Mm -hmm. That he had the choice to choose between them and he had the choice to tell her, but he didn't. And that eats him up. 
Because he is a good person. He mm-hmm. just makes shitty decisions. And he's not a good king. Alexis, can I also ask for a point of clarification in that moment as well? The Grand Maester. Did he... And obviously we know that men of his stature have their own mechanizations in mind. And so they can always like uh, skew uh, things with their words. But was it... Because I, I saw some people talk about that moment as... No matter what, they weren't going to be able to save her. She was dying no matter what. And that his only option was to... You can make that argument, to... but we don't know. We don't know? Okay. Like, I, right, I, so I, ultimately, wasn't... I think that, like, it doesn't matter because right. he made... He made the, the choice for yeah. her. Yeah. And that the way that that moment was executed was horrific. Yeah. Uh, and when it came to... The, uh, well, what we know as a C-section, when they were basically about to open up the belly, I couldn't watch. I looked away. <laughs> I couldn't see that. That was like, no, I'm not watching this. This is disgusting. Yeah. And he ends up losing anyways. He, both of them end up dying in the end. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think people understood what the point of that was. I don't know, because I feel like that moment tells you everything that you need to know about this person. Like, that whole, even at the funeral, even when he has to sit down with the with his, um, what's it called, um, counselors, and they're pressuring him to get yeah, married a few counsel. hours after. <laughs> that was... <laughs> well, I mean, let's... Well, and he's like, yeah, bro, that, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> wasn't that six months? No! Oh, no, oh, wait, no, no, the first one. The f- oh, shit. No, it was yeah, hours the first, after In the first episode, like, the her. same day that the funeral happened, the I think. The same day. I love how he chewed him out and was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That was like, no, no th- this is not, not happening. Not only that, though, but because of them putting pressure on getting an heir, like, that was the reason why he chose to save the baby and, like, not talk to his wife. So, like, literally, it's his counsel's like you can't, I mean, uh, it, it was a bad thing what the king did, like not not asking the wife and all that. But you can totally blame the council too that like his wife and son are dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, just to, to bring up this matter of an heir after the previous one died after having lived for a few hours is very insensitive to say the least. Yeah. Very, very insensitive. And then, and so yes, yes. go ahead. And then you go to the second episode, and you also, I mean, well, you kind of get bits and pieces here also. Alexis, with, real quick. Oh, yeah. I, I believe this happened in the first episode. His own hand. Did he not basically whore out his own daughter yes. to go and, and talk to yeah. him the we'll night talk about of the Mr. funeral? Hightower in a second. Okay, okay. Just making sure that happened the same night. Yes. Like the exact yes. same night. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um,. Yes, and then in the second, again, you see bits and pieces everywhere when people are asking him to take action on different things, like not even just the pirates or whatever, like anything, make something happen. And he's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I would say that sounds a lot like a certain president, <laughs> but lately this the president that we have hasn't been acting that way, so it's been a little strange. So I would say like pre-August Joe Biden, <laughs> that's exactly what 
this Viserys guy sounds like. Like, nah, we don't got to do anything. Yeah. He just wants to chill. You know, he doesn't want any trouble. And, and that's, like, that's his nature. Like, like you guys were saying, like, he's a good person. He's a good guy. But he's just shitty king. Shitty king. And that whole thing <laughs> with Allison, um, and it's like it's it's icky because she is fifteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I can see also how much it was like torturing him because he doesn't know how to be like say these things because his wife just died and he loved his wife mm-hmm. you know so he feels guilty about that and you see it when he's talking to Rhaenyra you know like that's the only thing that he mentioned was you know I loved your mom she was a like I, we're, we're never gonna know peace or, or how we had peace with her type of thing mm-hmm. you know um so he feels guilty about that. And then everybody's pressuring him. So he's like, what the fuck do I do? And then he's asking everybody for advice. And everybody tells him. Also, I don't know if you guys know the whole um, Valyrian story. So they, they're they all Targaryens. <laughs> everybody that has white hair is a Targaryen. Even they are. Um, I, I feel like, again, if you're familiar with Game of Thrones, you should know big incest energy. Yes. Um. So they actually also come from... Valeria, which is where the Targaryens come from. Um, but they left before the Targaryens. And the only difference is that they don't have dragons. And because they're from Valeria, um, Valeria is supposed... They think that it has, like, magical powers or whatever. So they kind of all mesh together. So that's why Rhaenys and him are together. Um, and so that is, like, another reason why they offer her daughter. Because... She's a, she's a Targaryen, and they want the blood to stay together or whatever because they think that if you're a Targaryen, you could you can only ride a dragon if you're a Targaryen, you know. So they they want to mm-hmm. keep that like they do have a reason, you know. But also, yeah, they want to move up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also good to know that they are the richest family in Westeros at this point in time, even more than the Lannisters were in Game of Thrones. So they're like rich, rich. And which is also good to know why he's so bothered that the king isn't doing anything about the pirates, because that is his area. He they they sail ships. He's called the ship shipmaster, whatever, or ship something ship. Mm-hmm. Um sea ship. I forgot. And so that area that the pirates are um in, that's his where he gets all his goods from. where That's where he gets all his money. So that's why he's so upset that the king... Yeah, of course. I mean, like any, like any wealthy guy, go ask Jeff Bezos, go ask Elon <laughs> Musk, go ask Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. They don't give and a fuck what's also, going on until their own shit's attacked. Yeah, they're also mad, still mad, about Rhaenys not getting the throne. And the fact that this king is being an idiot when they're right there. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you be mad? Like, that would be a constant, like, insult every day that this guy who has no business being here was picked over Rhaenys, who, by all accounts, we haven't seen too much of her, but it's hard to believe she'd do a worse job. 
<laughs> yeah, it's hard to see you do a worse job yeah. than uh, Mr. Um, Targaryen. Here. <laughs> um, and so, again, he's asking everybody, like, what sh- should he do, blah, blah, blah. Also, he doesn't tell anybody about Alicent. The only one that knows is Alicent and her dad. Yeah, so, pretty uh well by um by design. Well, I, I, well, he the king doesn't tell anybody, but like on their part, I believe Alicent was instructed well actually the dad, the king didn't want Alicent to discuss their conversations with um Rhaenyra. Mhm. And I would also imagine Hightower d- was, like, directing her to not divulge any information. Yeah. And I I think that she does care about the king because I think that she's genuine in the conversations that they have. Right. But she's 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On t- well, yes, that's the primary thing. But also, like, many marriages in um, in this world... It rarely ever happens to cross into the territory of love. Love is hardly ever involved yeah. in these marriages. And I think really the best that these people can hope for is to find a companion that they're friendly with. Yeah. Okay, that's good enough. Let's get married. Because mm-hmm. what's the alternative? A complete stranger or a child? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, of course, 14 is a child still. But again, for their their standards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so, um, wait. It is also another thing about this. Uh, the king, the king Viserys, is he is not a dragon rider. They which mentioned in that- the Targaryen lore is a big thing, which goes back He's to the a- conversation that they had in front. Why? Of okay, so what had happened was, um, one of the dragons that came from Valeria, which is called um, Balon, Balon. Hold on, let me look it up. It, it, I think there was like three dragons that came out uh, with the Targaryens. Um, well, while you looked it up, I was just going to say, when um, Alicent talked to the king for the first time, like after the wife's death, I found it kind of funny. Just because the whole time he was kind of like, what are you doing here? <laughs> just... <laughs> Literally, right? Like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it's a bit sus. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand um, why you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah. So the dragon is called Balerion the Black Dread. Um, that was the dragon that Aegon the Conqueror rode. And right. I think there was one other person who rode it. And then it was uh, Viserys. But he only rode him one time when he was like 15. And then a year later, he died. And after that, he didn't want to take another dragon. And I think that he is scared of them. Oh. Because in that I first episode, too. when he's like, the dragons are like a power that we should never have tampered with, basically. That it, it, they hold too much power. Because they they see themselves as gods. Like, there's churches and stuff with where they did set them up, but that was like... I was like, ah, okay, let let them have that. But they see themselves as this, this, like, great power because they write the dragons. And I think he, like, kind of realizes, like, we're just people. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a little bit of fear and a little bit of, like, we're not, like, if we take, if you take them away, we're, 
we wouldn't be here, mm-hmm. basically. Which is interesting because in like in the family, <laughs> um, if you don't ride a dragon and you're a Targaryen, there's something wrong with you. Like you're like the black sheep of the family, basically. All right, this is a question, um, again, as a novice here. And because, of course, Daenerys was the only Targaryen in Game of Thrones, this is where I would have these questions. So Daenerys had the ability to, like, not die through fire. Like <laughs> That she's was just, like, pure coincidence. Okay, Literally. so this is, not, this is not a trait for every no. Targaryen. It was just a Daenerys thing. Yeah. Okay. See... Then I would understand more so why the king would be like, yeah, I would want to keep my distance from these guys. Because, again, it's like, if you see, like, Jordan Peele's movie Nope, that has a big theme of, like, taming nature and particularly, like, wildlife. Like, some things you can't really control. Mm -hmm. And some things, if you're not careful, will consume you um, for even trying to do that. And... Yeah, that that's a uh, that's interesting. I wonder yeah. what where that's gonna go. Yeah. And another big thing is that yes, he's scared of dragons, but I just think he's scared in general, and that's why he doesn't do anything because he. I think that in his head, the White Walkers is like taking over him, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like. Everything is calm. Nobody tell me anything is wrong. You know, this is how we're going to defeat them. If they come, everything is fine. Like, I think that that's his way of thinking. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. But from what I've seen so far, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any sense how many dragons are around right now? By the end of the show, I think there's going to be about 17. But right now, right there's now, more than 17? Uh, no. There's only there's not as many, but there's quite a bit. Okay. Because I, I also... This is a, a question I had in my mind when um, this whole thing happened where in episode two, it's revealed that... And it ended up being a stunt, which is hilarious, that uh, Damon uh, stole a dragon egg. And then he sent a like an invitation. Oh yeah, I'm getting married. Even though he wasn't, and having a baby, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to like basically stir up drama where none needed to be. But you know, he's he's a bit um, you know, in that mood. I I I thought it quite hilarious how um, Otto Hightower was like, "No, Your Majesty, I'm I'll I'll just got a couple of guys with me, and we're gonna go in your place and." We're going to get this situation settled. And so they get the Dragonstone. They uh, meet up with Damon. And things look like they're about to break out into a fight. Then out of nowhere, oh, yeah, they have dragons. A dragon pops up. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck was Otto thinking? That was going to happen here. Something that they mentioned in the first episode, Queen, or uh, the Queen that never was, that these people have never seen war. They don't know how to do these things. 
Yeah. You're that incompetent. Because that's how, like, when the other king was in power, like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And so when this king came in power, that's when people started taking over things that they shouldn't have. And he's not doing anything about it. So that's why this is called the Book of Bonfire. Because many people are going to die. Many people are going to die. I don't know if you remember. Stupidly, in that as episode, a matter of fact. Um, yeah. Where they go to um, King's Landing to talk to Cersei. Um, yeah. And she mentions that that was the beginning of the end for her family. Yeah, this is that story. Yeah. It, it would seem to be that way. But it also at the same time, like I would expect a much higher caliber of an intellect from somebody who thinks himself the hand of the king to he's just like surprised. You bought a dragon? <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Like they were about to die. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and basically then Rhaenyra came in and saved their asses. Like literally. Mm-hmm. Which that was a. Uh, that was a great move right there. Like, know, she was okay. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The way she walked past yeah. everyone and everything. She's just yeah, like, like, hey, I did you dog. Me. <laughs> yeah. And, and then her, her and her dad's relationship is very interesting, too. Because he basically named her heir just because he didn't want to name David heir. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing that but he 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 knows i know i know this is the the part that makes everybody angry because she truly first of all this is all she's known her whole life mm-hmm. you know she's cupbearer she hears all these conversations she, she obviously she doesn't her mind doesn't stay quiet and is like oh no, no like she's thinking of ways that she can figure this out and she the the way that they portrayed her was kind of like a combination of Arya and Daenerys, where she is fully capable of doing th- these things, but she's a girl. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. no, uh, I, I was gonna say, like, the thing that bothered me in the second episode was that the entire time it never really seemed like the like the king was like committing to making her the heir, like preparing her to be. Yeah, king. six Not- months passed by, and she was still in the same position. Mm-hmm. And um, that conversation that they have when she gets back from um, from Dragonstone, uh huh. Um, oh no, not even then. When they're sitting down having dinner, and she's like apologizing for speaking, and he's like, "Oh, you'll learn." Like not even giving her advice. For the future, like not. I mean, you know what I not mean. Not even like, that. He's, he, he, she he was trying to say. Intend to, for her to become queen. More than that, she was also trying to further explain her thought process. Yeah, and he was like, he didn't want to listen to that either. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. He just kind of like brushed it off. It's like it's okay. You will learn. I feel all of them, as a matter of fact. When? Yes, David. <laughs> I feel like that. W- I feel like really the best decision he could have made. Is just not marrying anyone at all and being like, hey, I don't, I have an heir. She's right there. You know, it, like, deal with it and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, the, you would think that the king would be able to muster the balls to, like, assert himself in that authority, you know? That's what I would do. Like, mm-hmm. fuck Wait, you, oh, bitch. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. marry also, somebody else. Like, why did it? You want an heir? There's your heir. <laughs> 
deal with yeah. it. Shit. Well, also, like that guy with you know with all those ships. Does he not have a son? Oh, cordless. <laughs> huh? Does he not have a son? Yeah, he does. Is he too young or? Uh, I believe the twelve-year-old he was trying to uh, uh give away. Um, they're twins. Oh, okay. Well, it would be much less egregious because how old is Rhaenyra supposed to be in this? Fifteen. In this time, fifteen, and then he would be twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a potential match, where, technically speaking, Rhaenyra would be queen either way. But if there's a dick on the Iron Throne, that's what will obviously be given the attention to, right? Like, how would that work, honestly? So, like, for say example, let's just think this through. Rhaenyra is proclaimed – well, she is already the heir, but she becomes queen and then she marries Corlys Valerian's son. What happens in that situation? Do I would assume that the realm would – even though, of course, Rhaenyra is queen, but if there's a queen that has a king, well, then that would probably make then Valeria the king. Right? Mm-hmm. That's how these things work, yeah. right? And so I'm just I'm just saying like or am I, I know it's they're still like related and all that, but like it just to me I'm like, if you're gonna do that either way, why couldn't you just well, focus on It does make you wonder something though, David, then I wonder perhaps if if that if that's the mentality we have here, how much is Corliss pissed off that his wife got passed over more so than he's upset that maybe he could be considered the king? Because Renice mm-hmm. was supposed to be the queen. No, I'm telling he you, is. they're both very upset by this decision. Of course they would be. Those two are the ones you keep an eye on. <laughs> and the king doesn't seem to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you keep an eye they on did, those two. They did warn him. They did warn him in With the all, second yeah. episode. I mean, to be fair, yes, that's true. They're being very nice. <laughs> They're saying it to his face. Hey, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I am I'm excited to see what happens with Rhaenyra. Cause again, I haven't read the books, but I kind of know more that happens and I'm excited to see it. Hopefully. It is interesting, though, because the Mad King was on the throne two decades before the beginning of season one of Game of Thrones. So is that to suggest that Targaryens still proclaimed the throne all that way up until almost the beginning of Game? That is a long reign. That is a very long reign. There is from Aegon to Viserys. There is about I want to say like three or four kings in between, and then from him to the Mad King. I think about the same two or three, maybe. Then there were a whole bunch in Game of Thrones. Yep, and then successive order. We went from what? We went from, what was his name? Robert? Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. We went from him to Joffrey. 
And then from Joffrey to Tommen. Yes. And then from Tommen to Cersei. And then from Cersei to... Does Daenerys count? For a day? (laughs) For an hour? (laughs) I guess we'll throw her in there. So Daenerys and then it went to... Bran. Oh my god. (laughs) Yep. Anyways. (laughs) Quite the unstable time. Yes. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Also, that shot of her on her dragon, the opening scene. Oof. Mm. Oh yeah! So excited! Oh, and the bridge where she's like on the clouds and everything in the clouds. Oh my god, that was good. And then she just like shows up, and they have saddles. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah, they have saddles. Like, who knew that was? Actually, really like Damon's dragon though too. Just the way I know that little squeaking, but it's so good. (laughs) The squeaking sound that it makes and everything, but also just he has a deviated septum. Right. Yeah, you mentioned the <laughs> the dragon. Why? <laughs> he's technically he's a deformed dragon. That's why his neck is all long. Um. <laughs> uh, well, well yeah. I, was, I was gonna say I, I just like the way he looks. Um, his CGI looks because he looks almost rubbery, almost <laughs> like it. It could mm. be um um. I'm glad to see they didn't cheap out with the budget on this show. Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, no, each episode is like twenty million. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think there were some shots of like the city to look kind of weird, but I mean, the dragons is what counts. <laughs> yeah, and the the only thing that's gonna that they do more of a lot of on the show is the CGI because in Game of Thrones they. They did more location sets, mm-hmm. whereas here it's more CGI because they people kept snooping. Yeah, although for you can tell on some level it is a little bit more digital, but it's still really good effects yeah, work. I mean, it look, is. it's it, the money is there; it works just fine. I barely notice it unless I'm staring at it for yeah. a long time. But it's so good, mm-hmm. and the sets more than make up for because the sets are real and they're there and they're amazing. And it's also you know. It is almost 200 years before Game of Thrones. It's nice to see a little bit of the differences because the Sept of Baelor is very different. The outward arch- uh, architecture mm-hmm. than how it is when we see in um, in Game of Thrones. The the king the Red Keep still looks more so it's the under same. Construction. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, but you're also wondering at the same time how much. Do are we gonna get to see the Lannisters or the Starks or do those people come into play? Not that I need that to yeah. happen, but you are also curious of like what other players are around. And what is interesting though, what some I've seen have been floating out there as a potential cameo, the only one that could work, Melisandre. Mm-hmm. Cause she'd be alive at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh still wandering the earth. So I don't know what involvement she would have but if you want to make it happen for of course as we always say for story purpose not for the i wonder if she's gonna cameo. be oh well no because i think they already know about the prophecy but i wonder if she's gonna be the one to tell them 
if they're going to change that little detail. I mean, they could do that. That would be interesting. Because then mm-hmm. like, she's the one that was like, in the end, all about... Because she, she was always about that, no? Like, she was yeah. always like... Well, the the fire of song and ice, basically. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. At least her Lord of Light, like her point was Which to ward off. Which is also interesting because how does she know? Because at this point, only the Targaryens know because um, I think Aegon, the mm-hmm. Conqueror, is the, the one who had the vision because that's why he took over Westeros. Yeah, I... I was... I, <sighs> remind me, you've seen the episodes recently more than I have. Melisandre's visions were very vague, right? Like, I don't yeah. think she knew all of the details no. up until the very end, I mean, almost. that's why all those people died when she would including, go visit them. Including Shireen. Yeah. So that was awful. Because she, she was looking for Jon Snow, but she didn't know that she was looking for Jon Snow. <laughs> she knew nothing of Jon Snow. Yes. <laughs> So interesting. Um, that would is, be really cool yeah. if they did, though. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind it. The show's so good, anyways. I mean, to me, like, I get really bothered when the show makes like any show. I mean, makes like its tie-ins and Easter eggs and cameos a priority. Marvel Studios, basically. I'm fine with it being there. As long as that's toppings to the story and the yeah. character and what we want out of these things. Yeah, which is um, interesting how they added A Song of Ice and Fire into this show. Yes, because absolutely. That, that, that is not in the book. Because I, 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 I don't think I mentioned this, but the book that the show is based off of, it's <clears throat> basically like a two-hand account put together. Like two separate people are like telling the story, but they were not yes, there for the story. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so they're basically kind of going off about, like, word of mouth, I guess. And so in the book, it's not mentioned that the Targaryens are the ones that know about A Song of Ice. Or that Aegon is the one that had that vision. Like, mm. we didn't know up until that point in the show. That's interesting. Yeah. It, all, it, it adds a, a little bit of new lore that puts things into perspective. Yeah. To me, the whole mention... Of that prophecy of the Song of Ice and Fire, to me, that's one of the most, one of the better handled um, connections to the larger universe of any franchise. It actually, like, usually that that was like, oh, God, roll my eyes. They're mentioning the thing that we all know of. But here, it's like, it actually adds more context mm-hmm. to, like, why nobody knew what was going to happen. Like, with this White Walker, like, there was, like... You know, old stories and prophecies, but like nobody was expecting what was going to happen. But it turns out all this time, the Targaryens did. That's why they were there in the first place. But it was their own, you know, warring with each other Mm -hmm. that caused that piece of history to be lost. Yeah. Well, right now, people people are saying that, um, what's it, Rhaegar, Danny's brother, uh, Jon Snow's dad. um, Ah. That he was the last one to know because he was heir to the throne for the Mad King. The Mad King, um, yes. But obviously he died. And so he never got to tell anybody. And so that's why it never got to Danny, which is also like a big tragic thing because 
she was alone. Like not even um what's what's his her other brother's name? Uh it doesn't matter. I love him. <laughs> um, I mean he, he, he died he even didn't he, didn't like, early on about the prophecy because he was an heir. Because it's supposed to be like a king and heir thing. Um right. and what's it called? So that makes it more tragic for Danny that she didn't know about this important thing. <laughs> but she ultimately like did defeat him. So that's interesting. Yes, it is. A lot of lore here, but all interesting lore as well. And it leaves us in a place where um, I'm very interested to see where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I can expect more drama uh, <laughs> to be coming up, that's for sure. Yes. I am. I think the character that I'm most excited to see is Damon. Yes. He's... Uh, and then another thing that I wanted, because I, I like this a lot. Well, I, at least I, I noticed it. But um, that scene where he says the whole air for a day thing. Hmm. Um, oh, 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 yes. That was, see, if he had only kept his well, mouth Well, here shut. is the thing. I think that was the creators being like using that as like a direct thing to the books because that's how the books are that he he said that thing or well some people are saying that he didn't but i believe that he did say that but i don't think that he meant it in the way that auto high tire how high tower said oh, it clearly he did yeah. it and auto was is so smug Otto is hell bent on getting yeah, rid of Damon. Clearly, that, that he twisted scene the words. Is in the books, but it's mm-hmm. how Otto said it. But if you see it in the show, like he's obviously like sad about what happened. Like he kind of yes. is blowing off steam and stuff. You see the show, even though Viserys can't see it, Rhaenyra sees it, mm-hmm. but Viserys can't see it. Um, Damon actually loves his family and he loves his brother. Mm-hmm. And unlike a lot of the more odious figures that we're used to in Westeros from the other show, um, he has certain boundaries that he will not cross, it seems like. And I think one of the more um, memorable moments of the, of the last episode mm-hmm. was when he is uh, meeting with Corliss and Corliss begins, he feels free to badmouth Viserys, again, I would also say rightfully so. There's a lot of bad things to say. And, of course, Damon has said a lot of bad things. But even was like, I get to say these things. You don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. So, again, that that does hold my interest. Because we're not dealing with people who are, you know, very black and white. They're multidimensional, yeah. you know? And there are actual human beings yeah. in there. Even, even while trying to play Otto. this game. Um, yes, I believe that he does care about the crown and he does care about the realm and what happens. Um, like when he's giving the king advice, I think that he's being very genuine, but he is still climbing up that ladder. (laughs) I mean, I thought it pretty ambitious because basically what he, the, 
it was pretty fine, the move he made. Because basically, he got his daughter to be the next queen. Mm -hmm. Like, he got his line in there. And I'm like, wow. And he didn't even try that hard. Nope. Not at all. He said, go put on your mother's dress. That was that was one of the other icky moments in the show. But he's also such a little bitch. I hate yes. that scene. I mean, yes, the whole daughter scene is not good. But or I don't hate it. But I just oh, like he's such a asshole. Where he's talking to the king and he's talking about um, Coralis and his daughter, like asking Otto for advice. Clearly, Otto, obviously, Otto knows what's going on between him and Alicent. But he's also telling the king, like, no, you need to find, an, like, another wife. You need to get another heir. And he mm -hmm. uses his wife as, like, a, like a, a woe is me type of thing. When, he, yeah. when he's like, oh, um, like, I wouldn't want to be in your position. Like, I know what you're going through and I wouldn't want to be where you're at. Asshole. That's such a shitty move. That's so messed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Another baller move he could have made? Um, Resign? Coronate Rhaenyra? Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure... How that would be received, but it yeah. would get get it done and over with, and then just leave mm -hmm. to go somewhere else. But he, he he is right when he says that it is quite precarious her situation. It's just he and her left. You got to watch out for themselves yeah. because they could Damon go away. Viserys and uh, Rhaenyra—they're the only three Targaryens at this point. That's insane. That's dangerously low. Yep. That's why Damon is so angry also because he's like I'm right here. Like like he they know that they care about each other. They 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 know, you know? Um and that's why he's so angry cuz he's like we're the only three left and you're not Well, Renice qualifies, right? As a Targaryen? Oh, yeah, I guess. Does her children qualify as, as Targaryens, or like half Targaryens, half, half Valerians? Because <laughs> all yeah. three of them are full. Because um, Viserys' wife was his sister. Or cousin. <laughs> his wife was his sister or his cousin or something. And then the king before him, they were siblings. Educate me here real quick. At what point did incest become a bad thing in Game of Thrones? It's always been a bad thing. Yet the royalty so were the allowed story to goes, do that? Um, because again, the Targaryens think that they are these great beings, uh, practically gods, so the blood has to stay in the family. It can't peek outside um but it's always been a bad thing in this world um and that's why they're also kind of against all the churches and all that 
also because the churches are the ones that were really on their ass about it. Um, and I believe it was, it was the king, uh, Jaharis, that he came up with a deal with the church, um, because they went against their mother's wishes to marry each other, because even she was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, but they made a deal with the church that only they could do that. Of course, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that sound like the church? Yes. They'll go ahead and cave in on their values for uh, power over mostly everybody else. Yes. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I am excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to watch the rest. One thing that I do have a little bit... um not an issue, but I'm kind of scared as to how people are going to receive it. Mainly because um, I think that the cast right now is so, so good. And it, a lot of people are noticing how good they are. That's, yes. And yeah, what you were going to say, yeah. In after, I think it's after episode five. The four of them are going to change. And Some of them get swapped. <laughs> it's like, the, it's... um. It's like the crown, but instead of it like happening every two seasons, it happens in the middle of the season. <laughs> where some, not all, some of the cast It's only um, the, the girls Valerian basically kids Rhaenyra and Alicent did a, that are changing. Although, which is a big Deal. Actually, they did a really good job with Alicent because <laughs> they did a they did a really good job with all of them. No, all of them for sure, yeah. But it's but, just Alicent, though. I was um, when I saw the trailer for the show, I was like, "Oh, is that Olivia Cook? I think that's her name." And then mm-hmm. I saw Alicent, and I'm like, "Oh, are these girls related or something? Like, are they sisters? I can't tell the difference between the two. And then it's the same person. It yeah, turns out. And so yeah. when I found out that they're doing the time skip thing, I was like, "Oh, they're the same person. That's." Damn, I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested because I I did talk to like somebody about the show. Um and they didn't know about the time jumps that there was happening. Like even this last one that just happened, which is only six months, and he was like, Wait, I was kind of confused. And then I told them that in the next episode, there's gonna be a, a, a year plus. Of a time jump, and he's like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. So interested to see how people will receive that. My main thing is like, because a lot of people really like the cast right now. So I just hope that they're not like vicious towards them. My worry, honestly, <laughs> is the dialogue that's gonna happen. Because <laughs> like even in this one too, they were. I think they brought it up twice. Like it's been six months since the mom's death, and all that. And I'm like, I get it. There's a time skip. Cool. You know, I mean, and, and what seems what's going to happen in the next one, it seems like they don't have to acknowledge that there was a time skip. Like, you'll know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm curious about the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see how it turns out. Um, so far with these two episodes, I, I have faith in. Uh, that whatever is to be done with these next eight, it's all going to be good. 
And it's nice to have like that feeling of like, oh, great. I can look forward to the show and it'll be of quality and we're going to get to the end. Fingers crossed. And it's not going to be an inevitable disappointment like it has been with some of the other shows we've been covering this entire year. (laughs) Some, not all of them, but you know which some. Anyway, uh, anything else? Um, uh, Ale, do you know what's up with the king whenever he get he pokes himself in the throne? Oh yeah, that is. Oh, that's not. That's good. another um, like. Okay, so like in real life, <laughs> the the seed is made out of swords, so you get cut really easily. But also other people have been cut really easily and they don't clean it. So that's why he's getting all those nasty things. Yes. Uh... Yes. Um, but they're mainly showing it because uh, there's a saying in the realm that if the sword or <laughs> sorry, if the seat cuts you, you're not meant to be king. Which is why I think that Otto is very... Like, he cares about the king and he cares about the realm or whatever because he doesn't want anybody to know. Because that would mean that everybody's going to start going against him because they're going to think that he's not fit to be king. He's not meant to be king. The The throne is rejecting him. Mm. Yeah. So what you're saying is <laughs> this entire time... That chair has been alive, which is why the dragon destroyed it at the last episode of Game of Thrones as if it were like some kind of sentience in there somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Right? Because other than that, why (laughs) was that? Okay. No, but now that you mention it, that is pretty gross. Yeah. That is pretty fucking gross. And that's probably what's happening. And... I mean, it works as a metaphor for what's going on, I right? I mean, he got uh, like a little itty bitty cut on his pinky, and the next episode, his finger's black. <laughs> Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, Alexis, just a reminder: just if you have any wipes or hand sanitizer, just bring that with you on the trip, okay? <laughs> just in case if you have any, because I, 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 oh Jesus Christ, that's. That's gross. All right. Is there anything else before we vomit out of... (laughs) No? Nope. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Spotlight. As a reminder, you can listen to all our podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you listen to podcasts every single Sunday. For the time being, we'll be recapping House of the Dragon, perhaps She-Hulk, and other stuff that happens. Um, and yeah, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.